Welcome to What She Said. I'm your host, Lucy Lucroft, a freelance journalist and blogger from London. Each week, I chat to awesome humans about their journey to where they are today, and we share lots of blogging tips and tricks too. You can hear the entire back catalogue, as well as new episodes wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for my name or searching What She Said, or you can go to my website, wanderloose.com. And if you want to connect with me online, you can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Lucy Lucroft. So, I am just back at my hotel room after an awesome day at Traverse in Rotterdam. It's a blogging conference uh, that some of you will know that I came to. Um, and if you don't know what Traverse are, go back a few episodes and you will find the episode where I chat to Paul and Michael, who run Traverse, um, about what brands it for um, when booking bloggers on press trips. Anyway... Um, you don't have to listen to that episode to listen to this one. Essentially, it's a blogging conference and I was speaking about podcasting and the session was super, super fun. I recorded it live, so it's a bit of a different one. It's my first live recording, um, which was so scary, but it was absolutely fine and there were so many questions and some of the people from my Facebook group came and some like regular listeners came. It was really, really good fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm hoping that I've inspired lots more people to start a podcast. <laughs> anyway, um, some of the things we chatted about were why you should start a podcast. I talked about the benefits it's had for me. Um, and everyone had so many questions. So it's a really informal chat and I'm really hoping you can hear some of the questions you'll certainly be able to hear my response <laughs> as it so hopefully that will help this is probably the fastest I've turned around an edit of a podcast um but that's because I left the party at 8 30 not because I'm so professional I wanted to get back and edit it but more because I'm quite boring <laughs> and I was so tired um I had a bit of an epic journey on the way here it was kind of ridiculous like because I'm an idiot basically um and I leave tomorrow so from Rotterdam I get the train to Amsterdam and then I fly home from Schiphol back to Gatwick London Gatwick which isn't even in London and then get a train the wonderful southern rail to Brighton so fingers and toes crossed everyone that I made it please check in with me when this is released because I should have been home for 24 hours by the time that you're listening to this so enjoy the episode okay so we started Welcome to this session. I'm really nervous. Thank you for coming. Um, this is being recorded live and then it's going to go out on Monday. You can all swear if you like because my podcast has an explicit rating. You're very welcome to. Um, okay, let's get started. <laughs> um, I am Lucy Lucraft. I'm a freelance journalist. Um, I'm a blogger and I'm a podcaster. So if you, those of you who don't know who I am... Um, that sounds really big-headed to say. Uh, I have a podcast called What She Said. It is for bloggers who don't like bullshit. So my why, why did I start a podcast? Um, I've been blogging for a good few years, um, and I never really wanted to get into YouTube. Everyone kept telling me video content is the way forward. It's the most important thing. Um, but I also wasn't really connecting with my audience. And then I started listening to podcasts, and I think I listened to Serial and another couple of podcasts, became obsessed with them, and was like, hey, I could do this. I want to do this. I've got stuff to say. Um, and I did, and I didn't think anyone would listen, and they did, and it grew and grew and grew. And it developed into a really awesome community where I got better engagement than I get anywhere um, across my social media, blogging, everything. And it's so it's such an awesome medium. And you know what? Like, not that many people are doing it, especially in the travel industry. So what I want for you guys to come away with from today is to be inspired. Um, if I can do it, anyone can. Um, it's not as steep a learning curve as things like YouTube. Um, and yeah, you can be a leader in your field pretty easily. And Susan's doing a talk tomorrow on podcasting, and she's going to cover off a lot more of the technical stuff. So what this talk will not be is kind of a techie, I'm not going to teach you how to set up a podcast. Um, Susan will do all of that. <laughs> Thanks, Susan. <laughs> and we didn't even plan that, though, did we? But it just worked out perfectly. Um, 
but you can come find me after this session in the bar where I'll be probably quite hammered. Um, and I will tell you everything I know there. So the reason that Elle is here with me, Elle Not Croft... because I just wanted front row, like extreme <laughs> front row. <laughs> is because we're kind of going to do it in the style of my podcast. So first of all, I want to ask you all a question. Who has a podcast? Who wants to start a podcast? <laughs> awesome. I, I do have a question on that, and that's kind of one of the reasons yeah. why I'm here. Yeah. And the fact that you're that both of you are there is basically my question. I'm a solo traveller. I know there's quite a few podcasts out there that are about two, three people. Equally, there's podcasts where there's one person and people uh, guest on it. Yeah. I guess my problem is, would people listen to one person doing a podcast, even yeah. 15 minutes? Yeah, or absolutely. Like, what do you yeah. need to have more? Because when I've listened to other podcasts, not just in travel but elsewhere, it's always been, say, two or three people, almost like a radio show. Yeah, sure. I'm, I've always been a bit wary of doing it on my own because yeah. it would just be my voice, and even yeah. 15 minutes of my voice would get quite. Um, <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> What's your name? Ian. Ian. Yeah. Okay. The Barefoot Backpacker. Hello. Cool. So the Barefoot Backpacker. Okay. So I would say that, um, yeah, you can definitely do that. One of um, Ellie and my favorite podcasts is called uh, Yoga Girl, Stories from the Heart. Is that yeah. what it's called? From the Heart, Stories by Yoga Girl. And she intermingles some interviews, but she also does a lot of storytelling on her own. And some of the episodes are like an hour long, longer. Um I think it's a really, really smart move um, to do solo episodes because um, I was going to get into it a bit later, but I'm just going to cover it off now because it's a really awesome question. Um, when, when, you're, when you make it completely an interview format, the time, the time it takes to set up um, interviews, to approach guests, uh, to record it, the quality, if you're doing it via Skype, is you can't control it. You can't control the other person's Wi-Fi um, or where they're sitting. So I actually do think that solo episodes are a really good idea. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that helps or answers your question, but I think you could do it for an hour and it wouldn't be boring. Even serial was basically just Sarah yeah, King talking. Yeah, just storytelling. Too, and that was incredible. Yeah. You never got bored of listening to her. Yeah. That, that, that's just one of my worries about doing it. Yeah. It just be me and I'm very self-conscious about just my voice constantly might put people off after a while. But I think you also get used to that because at the start, like now, I, I feel really, really comfortable podcasting and listening to my own voice a lot. Um, and that's made me more present on Instagram stories even because I'm so used to just hearing myself speak that it's not a problem. But at the beginning, I don't know if you found this as well, at the beginning you're like, oh, God. I yeah, you just don't want to hear it. But mm. I have what I call the podcast voice. I was gonna yeah, do you? you guys all come tomorrow, we won't talk about it. Even my mother's like, where is that voice? I've never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do say things like, until next time, bottoms up. You know, <laughs> 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 Related. So, you know... Like, I try and disassociate the fact that it's me saying, like, oh, boy, uh -huh. oh, my God, that's so great. You know, not yeah. judging yourself. You just have to go with it. It's what, how people speak. How, like, so if you know me, <coughs> yeah. if I'm in the bar, I can do a travel story all night long. But sitting there by myself mm -hmm. or with Karen, how, where do you start, like, talking to yourself about a particular place you've been or an amazing yeah. travel story you have? I think... Where do you get the content from? And like, how long do you know it's going to last? And well, you were doing that yesterday with your bed talks. Like, you had yeah. a framework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you spoke for what, forty-five minutes? Yeah, about half an hour, forty-five yeah. minutes. Like, yeah. more or less half a cup. And that was easy. Yeah. If you think about it as well, it's not really much different from writing a blog post. It's yeah, absolutely. It's slightly longer, and you can bring in more of your personality in it as well. Yeah. Do you plan what you're going to say? Like, as in, do you kind of structure a? Like, do you know that you've got X amount of time and you kind of work out how many things you're going to, like, talk about and stuff? Or is it completely freeform? Yeah, so it's completely freeform for me. I know people, some people script it, but I think because it's an interview-style thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I know that even with interviews, sometimes people plan ahead. To be honest, I don't. And the main reason that I don't is because the people that I ask onto my podcast are normally 
my friends um, or, or people that I've fangled over for a really long time. So I don't have to like do any research about them because I've already been stalking them for years. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good to know that beforehand because I think sometimes that can hold you back. Uh, the other question that I wanted to ask before I get into a little bit about the reasons why I think you should start a podcast is for all those people uh, and Ian, you've obviously mentioned um, who want to start a podcast. What is the biggest thing holding you back? So if anyone wants to jump in and not knowing what tech stuff and the setup and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you guys were using just like a couple of mics, it was fantastic. In my head, I was like, I could buy like a mic that you put somewhere. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Create a studio. That, exactly <laughs> that. But I think that is, um, okay, so I'll cover it off a little bit now and then maybe we'll go into it a bit later on. But audio is my biggest bugbear because my podcast doesn't have the most perfect audio quality, but the content is really, really, it's shit hot. So people listen anyway, normally. And if they don't, I don't really care. It doesn't, you know, like you can go from like really gritty audio to amazing studio quality audio. Um, and there's podcasts along the spectrum, but you don't have to, and I don't think that should ever hold you back. My other question is around knowing what works. Like, with blogs, you know SEO, you know to put on freaking Facebook and whatever else, but with podcasts, it's like, how do you market it? How do you, do you have to select a specific niche? What actually yeah. works to a podcast audience? Because everything that I listen to is wildly removed from what you know from travel blogging. So what, yeah, how does podcasting on getting that's a good question, Carly. I like that question. Um, okay, so I would say that with podcasting, it's easier to get noticed, definitely, like 100%. And I was in New and Noteworthy in like week three, and there's nothing particularly special about me, but that just, that just goes to show like you don't you don't have all the barriers that blogging has now because it's where blogging was, I don't know, 10 years ago. In a sense, even though podcasting is really, really old. So you can bypass all of that. And yeah, iTunes can be really hard, but there are so many different places that you like, that you can listen to podcasts now, Spotify, YouTube. There's loads of places. So I do think that don't let that be a kind of hang up. Also, you have an audience already. So you had your blog audience That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. promote your podcast too when you mm-hmm. launched it. And so those people were already interested in what you were doing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it wasn't like you were starting from scratch, like when you started blogging and you have to try yeah. and like tell your friends, please read my blog. Yeah. Um, it's not like that because you have an audience already. So I think if you're starting as a blogger, you've got that massive advantage already. Yeah, I would totally agree. So if nobody minds, I just want to go into a little bit about why I think you should start a podcast. And Lauren L, sorry. I always forget all the pseudonyms, guys. Sorry, fake name. Yeah. God, just people use their real name. Um, <laughs> so you've got some questions here. Do you want me to ask you a question? Yeah, yeah great. please. Smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did prep beforehand. But. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about your Facebook group. So if anyone listens yes. to what she said, there is an accompanying Facebook group that is, I mean, it's actually incredible. And it's yeah, my it's favorite group. Facebook group. And it's, it's on topic in that it's talking about blogging or the people who are in it are usually interested in blogging or mm-hmm. are bloggers. But it is so engaged, like unbelievable Mm -hmm. engagement in that community. And like some of the threads, like the honesty thread, which is every second Wednesday. Yeah, it's every week at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant because people are basically just using it as like a mini therapy session, just being like, I feel really like vulnerable about this thing at the moment. (laughs) And it's just such an incredible community. How have you, like, what made you decide to build a Facebook community to start with, a Facebook group? And how has that helped with the podcasting, how they work together? So the reason I decided to uh, open open a Facebook group, I don't even, I'm so untechy. <laughs> Such an old school blogger. Um, is because there are loads of people. I You get, when you start podcasting, it's such an intimate form of content creation that 
people really get to know you. Mm. They and they think they know you so or not they think they know you. They get to know you really really well. So I was getting real direct feedback in probably the way that blogs had five, ten years ago. Um, and yes, yeah, so I was getting all these messages like, oh my God, you inspired me to do this. Blah, blah, blah. And I thought all these people would like each other. Um, and I just wanted a place where everybody that was talking to me could talk to each other because I knew that they would be able to support each other. And, and that leads me to actually one of the reasons that I would encourage you to start a podcast. Um, the engagement in that group is so good that Monica said to me the other day, she was like, you could put in anything in there and they buy it from you. And that is true. And I can give you some numbers, actually. I did, I've done two courses and I almost exclusively marketed it to my Facebook group and I've made maybe £6,000 from it. And my Facebook group has less than 200 people in it. So there has been, yeah, I've sold it to other people outside of that, but they have been, they will, and I I don't want to sound like, because I know a lot of my Facebook group are in here, but uh, I don't want to... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> Thanks for paying for my ticket. <laughs> but it is a place that's really engaged. They they trust me, and, yeah, it's a trust thing. And so when I, and I, when I recommend other people's courses, like Monica's or whoever, people trust me in there. And that's what you could have as well. So that would be... Hidden benefit, I think maybe some of you might not know about. Do you think every podcast could have an associated Facebook group and it would work as well, though? Well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is it replicable for anyone? I think, I think it can be, yeah. Yeah, A few of the podcasts I listen to all have Facebook groups as well, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, we've got a subscribers group just for our subscribers. Oh, clever. And... They, they've met up now, so it's really cool. Like people from different areas say, so, oh, I'm coming there, and you see a new community yeah. grow. And it's just, yeah, they sign up to our newsletter or whatever, and then I tell them about the group, and you see people, you know, asking each other questions, helping. It's really cool. It's a way to get over Zuckerberg and the page. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next question is, if for someone like myself who would like to start podcasting, mm-hmm. What are, like, the essential things that we must know before starting? I would say, like, uh, the commitment, the time commitment. So it it takes a lot of time, doesn't it? I know we do our podcast slightly differently, but it's interview format. And I edit my podcast myself. So that's an added couple of hours a week just for editing one podcast. Um, So that would be the biggest thing that it takes a bit more time than you'd realise. Um, for every podcast episode, there's show notes and, um, yeah, so probably, t- like, the time commitment. Um, and in terms of money, how much it costs, you have to... I'm sure Susan will go into all of this, but you have to host your podcast with someone just the same way that you do web, uh, your blog. So there's... If you're with Squarespace, then it's free, but I would never recommend that you do that um, because Squarespace are not good for podcasting. But um, it will cost you a monthly fee. So there's that as well. Um, and aside from that, in terms of equipment, never get too down about equipment because if I'm, I'm inclined to blame the patriarchy for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of... Oh, old school podcasting men who like to make you feel that you have to have the most expensive microphone, you have to do it in a studio, and you don't. You don't at all. I'm doing this on my phone. It'll be fine. <laughs> I did 72 interviews with a little teeny microphone that I added onto my iPhone. Yeah, exactly. You can do that, and it's fine, isn't it? And there's a, there, there is a big element that you can clean up in editing, although... Yeah, I mean, it can't work miracles, but yeah, don't ever let equipment hold you back. And you don't need to spend a lot of money. Oh, nice. What's that? It's a Shure microphone, and it records in stereo on an iPhone. Yeah. So you just plug it in. Hey, that's so cool. But don't listen to him, because he's a man. Yeah, good boy. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that comment about old guys. (laughs) You pipe down, patriarchy. Good point, well made. <laughs> you said, you said um, that it takes a few hours a week. Mm-hmm. Do you do your podcast once a week? 
Yeah. So one episode once a week. You don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> I, thought was, I thought it was just for women. Actually, Especially yeah, it was. After the last comment. We, <laughs> it is marketed towards women, okay. and my listeners are mostly women, but increasingly I'm seeing more men. There are men in the, the Facebook party. group. There are men in the Facebook group, yeah. Yeah, I let them in. <laughs> I'll sign up then. Do you? I might not accept you. Yes, I saw it, I saw it. <laughs> um, I have one more quick question for you. Uh, tell me about sponsorship. Is it oh, possible? It is possible. Um, yeah, t- tell us. Tell us more. This is a beautiful segue to say that what she said has got their first sponsor. Yay. Woo! <laughs> so, Studio Sweden, who make headphones, are sponsoring my podcast. Um, and yes, I think it's definitely, definitely doable. I was talking to Cash about this just outside, and um, the it's so much um, more malleable to work with brands through podcasts than it is with your blog because um it's so i don't know if any i always use this example because it's brilliant but um (laughs) does anyone listen to adam buxton's podcast yeah okay so his latest sponsor uh, medicine sans frontier so adam buxton's podcast is essentially like a comedy podcast it's just him chatting to people it's nothing to do with charity or ngos or anything like that but uh, medicine sans frontier are sponsoring it he's had the lisa mattress I mean, I'm sure we've all heard Squarespace sponsoring everyone, Emmy Cafe Latte, which I definitely bought after a season of hardcore podcast listening. <laughs> I mean, it, you can you can kind of, although my sponsor is probably a bit more directly related to me, it doesn't have to be. Um, so you can really think outside the box and, yeah. Do you have to reach a certain level to be sponsored? And if so, what is that level in podcasting? I don't think you do. I can share my stats with you. I get 20,000 downloads a month, which if it's, I don't think that's very big, but if you compare it to my blog, which gets like 7,000 a month, it's obviously quite a lot bigger. Um, but I can directly prove my engagement because the people that listen to the, the people that listen to any podcast will tweet you. They will tweet your guests. They will directly email you. They find me on Instagram and send me really long Instagram messages um, because I think even more than YouTube, probably, it's just so intimate. They don't know what you look like, but they can hear your voice in their ears every week. Sometimes <laughs> I've had people say, oh, I listen to you when I'm in the bath. <laughs> I get that a lot, actually. <laughs> so I think it probably feels incredibly intimate. Um, so if you can prove that, which I think is really easy to do because you just... I screenshot. I've got a little media kit and I offer sponsors. There's like a three-tier thing. You can sponsor the whole season. You can sponsor an episode. You can be really flexible with... um, You can have a pre-roll advert, which is just the bit before the podcast, or you can have a mid-roll, or you can have both. Um, And, yeah, so... I, I don't know that there is. I know, I should. That's a good idea. Yeah, I love that idea. <laughs> Can I ask, do you reach out to sponsors yeah. or have you only done it when they've reached out to you first? Yeah, uh, when they've come to me. But that's because I'm lazy and you know I can't, I can't be bothered to pitch, basically. But now that I've got my first sponsor, I can kind of use them as an example and then I'm going to go out and ask Radox or whoever. <laughs> <laughs> Lush would be better. It'd be more on brand, I think. Yeah. So, um, so when you record a podcast just like this, what's mm-hmm. stopping you just setting up a video camera and also putting it on YouTube, or even without the video, just putting the audio? On I YouTube? do. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. So the host that I use is Libsyn, and I think they're absolutely amazing. I'm not. I I don't have an affiliate link for them, but maybe I should. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They are amazing, and when you publish a podcast through Libsyn, it goes everywhere. Spotify, Stitcher, all the other places, iTunes, blah, blah, blah. Um, This might be a really stupid (laughs) question, but if it's just audio, how are people then watching it on YouTube? They just watch the audio, and it will just have your thumbnail. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you you can, yeah. (laughs) There's an app that I use called Spare Min, which um, I use for the promotion, and I just pull out a tiny little clip that I use on social media, and that does 
it's, it's quite cool and they're really pushing. They are actually worth getting in touch with Lucy, I think, because they're really looking for people, big personalities, podcasters, <coughs> use their app to do sort of mm-hmm. intros and previews, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and I know that they're sponsoring, I think. Oh. <laughs> Dollar signs. <laughs> Anchor. So I've got a few questions in here from the Traverse group and also the Facebook group. So I think some of them we've covered up. Uh, what's the minimum cost of starting a podcast? I would say that you can start off with $5 a month uh, hosting with Libsyn, but um, how it will work, and yeah, Susan will cover like this off, I'm sure, is that it's about uh, the amount of hours that you... How much you pay is how much you can get out of them. So like uh, analytics and stuff like that. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. How long is a piece of string? But you don't have to spend a lot of money. It's probably not a very good answer to that question. Um, the next one is a massive question. Um, <laughs> what is the realistic time it takes to put together a script, record, edit, and design images, and promote the podcast? The almighty question, is it worth it? And that is in capitals. Like... Tossing up between a YouTube channel, video edit sync hole of time versus a podcast, audio edit sync hole of time. Why should we podcast when YouTube is integrated into Google search results? Also, <laughs> this is not one question. This is like seven questions. Right. <laughs> also, how can people find and surface your podcast? What niches are most popular in podcasting right now? This is a really, really good question. I don't know what niches are most popular in podcasting right now, but I do think that... Do you know? Yeah. yeah. In case you don't come to me tomorrow, it's comedy. <laughs> it's huge. I just some statistics tomorrow too. Comedy is huge, and if you don't come tomorrow, which is fine. Um, what's so? I, I'm going to say this quote next, tomorrow, but it's very rare that people spend 30 minutes on your blog. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But they will spend 30 minutes with you on a podcast. But also you can do it while you're doing something else. You can, like, listen to a podcast while you're cleaning or while you're in the bath or while you're (laughs) driving or on the tube or whatever. Like, you... What, reading a blog post, you have to be focused on that to actually get the value out of it. And yeah. Same with YouTube as well. Whereas podcasts, like you can multitask. Yeah. I can't. I completely abandon anything else I'm doing. That was something I was thinking about. Is there a, is there a, a, a a golden length for a podcast? I think there are stats out there that say uh, around half an hour, thirty minutes to forty-five minutes, a, a nice amount of time. But having said that. I have listened to podcasts that are like two hours long. Um, and my podcasts typically average out about 45 minutes. Um, there's no... And when I look at the most popular episodes, they're not the shorter ones. They don't necessarily fit into that. I was going to are shorter podcasts popular? Because yeah. Sort of 15 minutes, is that too short? No, I don't think so at well, all. There's a, there's a, <coughs> there's a TED one, so no 15 minutes, because yeah. it's mm-hmm. just the TED audience. Yeah, yeah. Taken, like, okay. yeah. And they're... And I think, yeah, to your point, like, there's so many different genres in podcasting that I don't know about anybody else, but I definitely, and there are stats out there to say that most people listen to about seven a week. So, yeah, so I have a mix of five minute, like 45 minute. And the other thing that you can do, which I experimented a bit with Podmus, um, over Christmas, where I, <laughs> I love Pod- Podmus. I'm really hoping for it to catch on. Um, <laughs> if I keep talking about it, it will. Um, and they were like just between five minutes and fifteen minutes, and I just did those every day. Okay. So, so you mentioned mm. like a two-hour podcast. I don't know, did you listen to that in one go? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Okay. I am that person. Yeah. <laughs> I listened to podcast on my lunch break. I don't want to go to social and not talk to people. Headphones in and ignore everyone. Yeah. 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 I used to listen to a podcast that they would frequently go over five hours. The Irish ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Five Hours. It's called Those Conspiracy Guys. It's all about conspiracy (laughs) theories. It's brilliant. But um, I'd have to listen to it over the course of a week, like in 45 minute chunks. Mm. So it was almost like watching a TV series or something, like listening to them. But that's clever because if you really are committed, they've got you. Because yeah, you are going to be like but I did. I, yeah. I dropped off when they started doing seven-hour episodes. I was like, "Come on now, no, this is too far." <laughs> I haven't listened for ages. It was too much of a commitment. Because I think the podcast has been similar to radio, and there will be times when I'll be sitting at home and I'll have the radio on, and then I'll still have the radio on eight hours later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly different programs, but each of those 
BBC Six Music for the record. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. and often those often those programs are like three hours long, but you you're busy doing things. You don't yeah. have to listen to it all the time, but it's always there. So people are sort of going, well, I couldn't listen to a three hour podcast. You kind of do if you listen to the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. Um, so another question, this one's a bit shorter. How do you approach people to, pit, to appear on your podcast? And the person has said, I'm hesitant of starting a podcast so I worry about running out of things to say. Have you ever had to fill in an awkward silence? And how do you come up with different questions to ask for each episode? So I sort of covered it off a bit with Flora's question um, at the beginning. Uh, so I don't plan anything. And because I literally only ask the only people that have been on my podcast are people that I'm just obsessed with. I never, I never really run out of things to say, and they never run out of things to say. Um, in terms of approaching people, and no one will say no to you, probably not, because you know what? People really like talking about themselves. So I, I don't think that's something that anyone should ever be worried about, <laughs> basically. And you've had some like big names as guests on your podcast as well. Yeah. It's not like you've just approached your peers you've approached people who are at the top of their game yeah but they but yeah people love talking about themselves mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. i do too yeah <laughs> that's why i have a podcast <laughs> and it is easy if it's um if it's a remote interview anyway it's not mm. like having to drag them into the studio which exactly is, which the game is a bigger commitment. yeah absolutely have you ever had somebody say no yeah yeah, I ha- actually did have one person. <laughs> I am still trolling them, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had one person that said no because they were too busy. Um, and I think I should have then gone back to them. but And then I forgot, and that was that. But basically, aside from that, no. Yeah, but I don't think that's anything to do with me. That's just because people, yeah, people like, people are flattered, aren't they? If you ask somebody to be on your podcast, normally everyone I've asked has just been like, oh my God, you want me? Which is crazy. But. I, I had a podcast 10 years ago and I thought, why not just try to ask? So I had Rick Ashley on mine. Oh my oh, God, yeah. Rick Ashley! Yeah. And I was surprised. <laughs> I bowed down to you. But then was, we were talking 45 minutes. Wow. It was just when the That's whole awesome. Rick roll was going. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> The only thing I would say about guests, uh, and somebody gave me this advice when I was planning it, is kind of have a bit of a checklist in your mind so that you don't go wild and start getting really excited and asking anybody. Um, because I've been definitely tempted to just ask Rick Astley. Just, and then I'm like, well, thanks. <laughs> tell me about your blogging journey, Rick Astley. Um, so... Oh, nice. You were just waiting for that. <laughs> you looked giddy with that. <laughs> I know. I could tell. <laughs> um, Monica from The Travel Hack, friend of the podcast, guys. She's amazing. Um, she said, I love the way podcasts make you feel closer to the person behind it. I hear your voice every week, so I feel like I really know you. But do you have any ideas on how to do a podcast that isn't a Q&A format? I don't know how I would do it for travel. So, yeah, so to Ian's point, we talked about this a little bit. But um, some ideas. I think storytelling is a really great way. I think Rachel Braithen on Yoga Girl does it really, really well. She will just come to the mic each week with... She'll just start and be like, I was going to record this, but now I've just been having a really this kind of week. And then she'll just talk about it. I mean, she is a, she is very, I couldn't do that personally, but um, storytelling, I would say, is probably the best way to get around not having a Q&A style thing. I don't, it's not a very helpful answer. And especially when it comes to travel, you guys, most of you are probably travel bloggers. You're storytelling all the time. That's what you do. Um, so it's no different to your blog posts, I think. Yeah. Is that helpful? Yeah, I think the twins are traveling. Yes, like yeah, on twin perspectives. <coughs> yeah. Um, like they did one on, um, yeah, like... St. Lucia, was it? That yeah. Did? But it did just make me really just want to go there and they just kind of, yeah, basically did their, like, blog posts but in a 
in a podcast. Yeah. We spoke about it. Obviously, there's two of them as well, so they could go back and forth. Yeah. Um, but that worked really, really well as well. I think, I think it's quite a good informal way to kind of, because blog posts can be quite formal. And yeah. You kind of have, you edit it down to thing, but it's quite informal if you're just chatting about it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think also your confidence will grow as you podcast. So you might start out with um, a kind of rigid format or even just like reading out a blog post and then you'll just get more into it. Um, When I did Podmas, I'd already been podcasting for... I don't know, six months or something. So I was pretty confident just sitting down um, with my mic and just rambling. But I couldn't have done that at the start, if that makes sense. What's Podmas as well, Pod every day over Christmas? Well, I'm glad you asked, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually hashtag Podmas founded by myself. (laughs) Nobody was doing it, and I really... Yeah. I really wanted everyone to get involved. I think this year people will do it, because they do I really hope so. (laughs) Good. I want to commit you all to doing Podmas. You have a podcast already. You should be doing it. You should have done it last year. (laughs) (laughs) I did, to be honest. I think you announced it as you started it, so we really give people time to plan. Yeah. But I was just going to say, on the travel point, I think there's a really unique opportunity for travel bloggers to record audio in the destination, Mm -hmm. because then you're actually bringing someone literally to that destination. And I don't think... I mean, there might be people doing that at, like destination guides from within the destination. I haven't heard any yet, so if there are any, let me know. But I was thinking about like walking tours. Like, yeah, nice. The way you get an audio yeah. museum, if you're in destination, so and then someone can come with you and talk about the stories of each. That's a really yeah. lovely I had this idea. Conversation a couple of days ago, <coughs> and they suggested that exact thing: a city that you know well that you live in. Record a kind of audio mm-hmm. guide for that city, like a walking guide. So you walk along and say, right, so down the street you'll see this, you'll see this. Now, walk to the next point, just down the road, and then pick me up there. And then so you can pause it, walk down the road, like a, like a proper audio guide. Yeah, I love that. For a city. And just remember about sound quality too, that it, it's what, from what he's, you said, that you don't hear a blog post, okay? So mm. you need somewhere where there's noise. Like I do mine in a lot of bars because mine is bar related. It's okay to hear the the ice or the yeah, guy yeah, yeah, totally. behind us because yeah. he's making mojito or whatever. You know, it's okay to hear those things mm. on a podcast because it gives you sense of place. Yeah, and I think it's really atmospheric. Yeah. My <laughs> early podcast episodes... Um, Sometimes I was breastfeeding while I was recording them. Um, and my daughter was, yeah, yeah, it was kind of gross. And sometimes she was, uh, like, crying in the background. Like, you remember those early episodes yeah, where... Yeah. Um, and people loved it. They loved hearing that I'm a real person and I'm just doing it. I'm just a mum. Not just a mum, that's a stupid thing to say. But uh, doing my podcasting with my baby in the background. So I think it's it's nice. And again, it's just another way to get... So one of the questions I want to cover off because actually I think quite a lot of you will want to hear it, is what ways can a podcast help your business? And what are the pitfalls? And this is from Charlie Beardy Hugs. Kiss. <laughs> That's the tool photographer. Um, so I mentioned how much money I made just from having quite a small podcast audience. So I'd say that's the number one way it can help your business. Well, not the number one, but that's one of the ways it's helped my business in that I've made money. But also it's elevated my profile, for want of a better word. People know who I am more than if I just carried on blogging. Um, Somebody came up to me today. It was Jacinta, wasn't it? I don't know if she's here. Maybe not. Um, She was like, oh, you're Lucy. Oh, I imagined you totally differently. I know you. Um, which has never happened to me before from like a blogging point of view. And I think it is a lot harder to get your name known in a very saturated market. Um, But podcasting is, yeah, I mean, I keep saying it's so intimate. Engagement is so much higher. And I don't know anybody who has found that uh, putting their face out there more, putting their voice out there more, their personality has hindered their business. I think people buy from people who they trust, and who they know. 
Do you think that the podcast market is becoming saturated now? Is no. it hard to break in because it feels like a lot of people are starting podcasts at the moment? I think maybe it will in a couple of years' time or maybe even a year's time. But I think at the moment there are still people who feel that there's a lot of barriers to podcasting and, and they don't know how to do it. So I just really want to encourage you all, if you're thinking about it and you've got a passion for it, do it now. Especially like some of you have been blogging for a really long time. It's just another string to your bow. So you're you never going to fail. Carry on, still carry on with the blog and doing the other stuff. Like when you approach brands, you say, do you tell them you're a podcaster or a blogger? What, what, do you mention your blog? Yeah, I, yeah. So now I would say that I'm a freelance journalist, a blogger, and a podcaster. Okay. But I do, I do not lead with that, but I do major on the fact that I have a podcast. Okay. It's still a medium that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. And it's made harder by what the independent podcast, as we call it, is the independent podcast is quite hard to get into because mm-hmm. you have the radio, the, the BBC and all the big radio stations, they throw out podcasts. Which yeah, that's true. Yeah. And the independent ones get pushed down because yeah. they, are, they're not, they don't have that funding to... But it doesn't help that Sky has said now that with their purchase of the wireless group, they're going to put more money into podcasts, especially the ones put out by TalkSport and Talk Radio people and use the facilities and they're moving the radio stations into their central offices and have to do a lot more podcasting from the same location as well, which... It just shakes things up a little bit. It could work in a good way because it means more people will have heard of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're listening to seven a week, then there's room for them to listen to more than just... Especially if they then go to podcasting more than traditional media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Not iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Apple, yeah. yeah, how dare you call them iTunes? <laughs> they get really cross when you call them that now. And it's like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. I th- no. That's a that's a I probably should. Well, you mentioned show notes, though, so that, yeah. is that like a full script of what happens? Or is it just no, like, but some people do do a full script, and I think it's really helpful, especially from an accessibility point of view, um, and I know I should. Um, it's on the list, but I think yeah, it's on the never-ending list of things I should be doing, and I tell other people to do, and I definitely don't do myself. Is that the swear word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm explicit, so... There's obviously um, apps out there that I think are free that will, you know, text to um, speak, speech-to-text apps. Yeah. You'll probably run the whole podcast through, and then you might just have a few spell checks to do or something. Yeah. That's one way to maybe tackle it if you wanted to have a whole... Yeah. Is that then, a, like, going to discourage people from listening, though? I don't they just read it? I guess people are more likely to listen. I think it's just good for people that can't. Yeah, it's going to Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be good for Google search in the future. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I have a very that's basic question. Mm-hmm. How to choose a topic and how to choose a name. Oh, so <laughs> my name. options of what you might want to do, but I feel like once you've kind of started, that's like your niche, right? And to kind of, well, not necessarily, but yeah. like, there are very different ways you could go. I think... I mean, my husband came up with my name just when we were... Yeah, exactly. What she said. Yeah, exactly. It's because we, we watched the um, American Office so much. I think we were on maybe our 25th, like, watching of the whole series. I was like, I don't know what to call it. What's it going to be about? Well, you know, just stuff that I say and stuff that my friends say. He was like, what she said. That's great. And I was like, yes, that's amazing. Um, I'm not good at picking names in general, hence why there's been maybe... I've changed my blog name about five times. Um, so that I'm not the one to answer that. But I think in terms of topic, I don't think you need to be limited. I don't, I, I don't think you need to think of it in the same way as blogging, that people are going to get to know you one way and you have to stick to that. I think that you can... It's about you. It's so much more about you than any other form of content creation in a way, even blogging. I think you can be quite chill about it and... Yeah. Also, the Apple categories are quite broad, aren't they? Mm. It's like business, for example. So you could kind of start doing one thing within that. Yeah. And then if you wanted to move within that, you're still under the same category, aren't you? Yeah. Would that, is that right? It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can change your category, but... That's the entire niche that you're yeah. in. Yeah. quite open. But I did just want to say... Um, sorry, I don't know your name. 
Penny. Yeah, Penny. And what's your podcast? Um, I was doing one called These People. Yeah. Okay, so These People, Penny. I'm saying it so that it's on the podcast. <laughs> and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, yes, so when we were talking about is it saturated and, you know, Sky investing money and all the rest of it, just to give you some hope, I'm in the business category and I have been number one in some weeks um, above being boss and above control out delete, who is very difficult to get number one over because ACAR sponsors her and that's why she's always in new and noteworthy. Um, but if like I'm just a small, just a small little podcaster mm-hmm. and I got into new and noteworthy and I'm regularly in the top 10. So I don't, I don't think you should ever let anything like that hold you back and there's so many big hitters out there and all the brands are putting money behind podcasts now um and celebrities are doing it as well now and bloody youtubers they're in on the action wtf yeah mark moran yeah yeah yeah, yeah i know i don't think anyone's going to topple him ever but he actually um he doesn't put so you have to pay to get his back catalogue oh. now, which I think is... But it's... American, this American Life. This American Life, yeah. I know, me too. It does, but it's a really smart move. And if yeah, you get to the stage it's where... It's exactly. And it's only what you could charge 70p or something for your back catalogue. If you if you get to, like, four or five series, mm. that's another way to monetize. And people will, people will buy it. Also, I noticed serial went back and added ads to their first season when the second season came out because it was obviously a huge success and then when they released the second season which was so average Um, but they because I was like no I'm going to go back and listen to season one because it was just so good I think I've listened to it like seven times I love it but um, they went back and put ads in it retrospectively which is also a good way of making money I think one of the things that people have tried as well is that they release regular shows And then they say, look, if you subscribe to us, you can do it, and then we'll give you extra content. Yes, yeah. I have a friend who does that via Patreon. A lot of people that people listen to don't want a lot of that. But it has, I think, a varying degree of success there. I think, so my answer to that would always be, like you're always panning for gold, right? So with your blog, with your social media, whatever, if someone, if something that you do puts somebody off, then you're just whittling down to make a more engaged overall audience, I think. Um, yeah, panning for gold. <coughs> there you go. You can have a little soundbite. <laughs> Use that when you tweet about how great this session was. <laughs> I've got a fairly obvious question. The answer going to be blithingly obvious. It's more a subtweet to someone else. Um, it presumably matters... <laughs> To record on a regular and frequent basis, so that people know when it's coming out. Mm-hmm. So, you, if you record once a week, you should always aim to. I'm guessing you should always aim to produce it so that it appears at the same time every day. Yeah. So always at five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon. That's yeah. sort of thing. Rather than going, oh, right, I'll record one this week and then I'll record one a week and a half later. Yeah. Just, just be regular. Presumably, it makes a difference. To, you have to be. People have to know when your podcast is coming out. I think it's helpful. Mm-hmm. I think it just makes it, it makes your growth quicker, probably. Yeah. I started out Monday's podcast day, and it's always been Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I batch as well. So I batch record. So I've already got some of season three yeah. recorded. And then I batch my pre-rolls, and I'll just record them, often in bed, just with the lav mic. Um, and And then just edit them all in one go. Or like there or thereabouts but yeah then I, I've always stuck to Monday so you never do them live they're always a zip live they how do you mean you, you record a zip live rather than doing them live you don't do yeah live. I don't know I always record them as in I've done them a few weeks ago or whatever I try to keep it fairly close and I do the pre-rolls closer to the date because, you know, things change and people suddenly have something they want to promote or whatever. And I like that to be a bit more me talking to the audience. Um, and obviously, if there's something you want to promote of your own stuff, then I think it's better to do it closer. Um, Can you say yeah. something more about the pre-rolls? What would you like me to say? What is one? Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm making a massive <laughs> assumption. So pre-roll is the little bit literally before... 
the episode, the main episode. Okay. So it's a part of the episode. It's a part yeah. of the whole episode, yeah. The intro. It's the intro, yeah. It's all like the interview bit, right? So if you're doing one for this, you'd like recording. Why was it traversed? Yes, exactly. So I don't have to do it. If you're not doing like an interview one, you probably wouldn't need to necessarily do it. Like if you're starting a story, for example. That's a cold opening, isn't it? Is that a cold open? I don't call pre-roll, so I don't know. Oh, you don't? Okay. Isn't it like an intro? You know when you hear like, uh, so it'll be, oh, when you hear like a tiny bit of the conversation before it starts. Yeah. That I call the cold opening. Right. Okay. So that's a cold opening. So Like a quote from someone that you're talking to. Yeah. And then it oh, merges into the... Uh-huh. Okay. And then the advice, intro... Yeah. Have a conversation. Yeah. Right. Then the intro, like, um, uh, this week is... You know, you have your, like, your pre-recorded I have. Oh, you know, my first words were shaken, not stirred. You know, something like that that I've recorded before to introduce the podcast to people mm-hmm. maybe their first time. Mm-hmm. And that's when the people who already know you, like, hit the... Yeah. Plus 30, plus 30. And then the intro... <laughs>